back to the IM Symposium, Winter Solstice 2017. And today I have one of my former teachers and good friends, Linda Fitch. Linda is a practicing shaman who has studied with the Inca of Peru for over 16 years. She has trained hundreds of students in shamanic healing techniques with a special emphasis on conscious dying. She is the former CEO of the Four Winds Society, Dean of the Light Body School, and developed the Dying Consciously Teachers Training Program. Linda's programs are a combination of her experience in civil mind control, NLP, hypnotherapy, shamanism, grief and ritual, archetype, and classic psychopomp work. She's known for her groundbreaking classes and workshops and had led many expeditions to the Holy Mountains of Peru. Linda is in high demand at venues and conferences around her, the world, and her workshops have helped countless hospice workers, grief counselors, intuitives to be, serve their clients to better serve their clients and their communities. Linda has been an active healing practice, including weekend intensives. She is working on a book to teach others how to easily bring balance into their lives. She does business consulting and specialized in teaching how to teach. She has had several new exciting programs available on creating your destiny by changing your life story. Linda's passion is to help other people find their wings. And that's really true and I'm really, thrilled you're here today and I'm I for one am grateful that you're such a good teacher because I've been struggling with this cold and losing my voice over this holiday season and um, maybe I need to find a new voice and find a new story and so I'm looking forward to what you have to share today. <laughs> well Renee first I'm so deeply honored that you asked me to participate in the I Am Symposium and what a vision what a place what a gift to the world to bring these wisdom keepers together and offer skills for people. I just have to tell you that that is really a gift and I'm really honored to have been invited. So thank you, thank you, thank you. That's my first thank you. Well, it's great and I'm yeah. thrilled you're here. And you know, the winds of spirit brought together everyone who's really helped me along on my journey. And so I kind of look back like, okay, the first book I was part of, okay, those people are here. And, the, and, and, and it's kind of like this full circle thing going on and, and, and you could appreciate this because, you know, being yeah. that you're one of my shamanic teachers, uh, this week I got invited to teach at the Omega Institute next year. And Oh, nice. Yay. But, but wait, it's 24 years to the month that I started my first soul retrieval class there. And, you know, which absolutely upended my life. I moved from the East Coast to the West Coast. And now, now it's kind of coming full circle. And, and, you know, 24 is one of my big compass numbers because, you know, it's all in, um, you know, how the compass is divided and things like that. So I find it going to be a really interesting year as, as the book comes out and, and I get to share. And, you know, I've always been a networker. So bringing the winds and all the people and all the teaching out into, you know, to blow around in the universe just seems so appropriate for someone like myself. So. We're going to turn yeah, it over perfect. to you. I know. Isn't it perfect? Yeah. Well, and I'm really excited. Welcome, everybody listening in and participating. 
And as I sat with Renee's invitation, trying to figure out what would I, what's the wisdom that I would bring to the table that would be unique from a shamanic perspective with it, knowing that this solstice is this amazing time of change. We're doing this big change, whether you're in North America or the Southern Hemisphere. It's this change and movement. And it's really important right now. So mine is, and if Renee, you're good if I share my screen. Absolutely, take it over. Mine's going to be about sacred time. Do you and want to make it pull up the screen, though? Can you do that? or? Oh, maybe is you it are. filling up your screen? Oh, maybe it's Am not I'm my Sorry. Yeah, you're good. I apologize. Okay. Nope, you're awesome. Great. So um, sacred time, it's really, as everybody probably listening knows, that it is, it is possible to have a different kind of time. And this is actually where shamans work is in this place of sacred time. So whether it is in ceremony or whether when you journey that you go into the past or when you help heal someone, soul retrieval, as you mentioned, Renee, or karmic clearing or any of those, or even in a near death or life situation, then time changes. It warps. It's not this linear equation. So how do we bring that, particularly with all the change that's happening? You know, if we go to those places of, I was noticing on our um, information, you know, lonely, angry, out of balance, tired, it has a certain momentum to that. So how do we change that? And it all has, one of the core ways is through time. So we talk about how do we step in, bring resources, change our new paradigm, be supportive, bring support to others, find our bearings that you were talking about as the symposium, time has the core pieces with it. So just really quickly, we have to talk a little bit about history, and this is going to be super brief, but just so you kind of get the overall. So one of those, if we look at the Hopi, who had the manifest or beginning to manifest, and then there was the razor's edge where we danced at. We did the Greeks, then it was this divine river, Egyptians, then the sun god Ra. If we look at, and this is a really broad view, if we look at India, then it was Krishna that had, you know, all the arms and all the legs, the supreme god with it. All the other gods together was time. Then in China, it was the masculine of the yang, which is time, and then it had the feminine of the yin, which was space. So then we have the space and time that made up the Tao with it. And then we have, of course, the Mayan, which is the sun, Aztec time, supreme deity, the mirror that illuminates it all. So if we go back to the indigenous, if we go back in history, so in all shamanic cultures, time equals the divine or spirit. They were the same. There wasn't this separation, like God's here and time's here. They were the same. Time and God were the same. Time and spirit were the same. So then it brings up that question, when in the heck did we get changed? When did that change? Where it now became a mathematical equation, which most of us that are listening, this is like this unconscious piece that is under us, is this mathematical equation that time is. And it goes right back to Christianity. It goes back typically to that Judeo-Christian hmm. view with it when God separated you know, God separated the waters, made the sun and the moon, the night, and came into existence, and time began. So it's like God was here, 
and God created time instead of God and time being the same thing. Now, it's really, really important to realize this weather because it's underlying an, an underlying belief because what it did is it went deeper and deeper and deeper in that all of those scientists, whether we looked at Galileo or Aristotle or if we even went, come up further and um, look at Einstein, all of their history comes as deeply religious men. So it starts, so it's religion that actually shifted this concept, this separation of God. So we separated with Christianity is what happened. And this is, whether we believe it or not, this is this deep part is what we would call the arrow of time. Now, as we get into, and we start talking about time, this is when it gets so cool. And this is why I want, when you invited, Renee, this is the topic that I think makes a huge difference to allow us to come back into balance, find those points that settle us, is because if we look at it, a lot of us know about that entropy, call it the, the arrow of time. And actually that came clear back in 1927 with a British astronomer who was that arrow of time. And it's based on that things are getting more chaotic and more chaotic. I always look at it, all the movies that are out now about the end of the earth, more chaotic, more chaotic, where we're kind of feeling that. Oh. So there's also another law that came in and this one is called the law of syntropy. Now we understand this, that things are getting more complex. You know, they're getting more ordered. They're becoming more divine. Now our old view is this entropy or this arrow of time that we have the past and then we have now and then we have the future, which really says, you know, there's not much hope for the world if we just hold that place of entropy. This is where we get caught in time. Centropy goes the other direction. It can go the other direction, which says then actually things are getting more complex. They're getting more divine. Now, here's the really, really cool part. When you look at physics and you go deeper and deeper into physics, and physics is run by the numbers, this arrow of time that we consider, actually, let me read this off to you. The numbers are run there is no way for them to even distinguish between the past and what we consider the present or the future or even up and down. There's nothing in the laws of classical physics that says the direction of arrow of time is one way or the other hmm. or up and down. So what it does, now shamans know this and they've worked in this space, but this is the space that's available for all of us. So it's how do we actually step out of this view of time and we hold a different view of time, this is what we're going to create for the world with it. So to me, this is the exciting part. So shamans know that, yes, we can go in the past and we can change things. So we can change it through soul retrieval, karmic journey, working pieces of the past. But, you know, we can also go into the future, change things that then changes our now moment. It changes what's happening for us now. And this is great. So we're going to move right from that now moment that actually, this is from Nikola Tesla. If you want to find the secrets of the universe thing in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. So of today, of our discussion here, probably the most important thing is to recognize the illusion of linear time. 
that that's what keeps us caught in these places of fear, tiredness, um, not healing, not changing. Um, and it's so critical that everybody that's listening really grasps that, that that's not what we're here with it. In reality, everything that we create in our world is about vibration. And 100% of our reality, 100% of the time, not bad, good, victim, tired, any of those kind of things. We're just a, simply a vibrational experience. So the whole question is, how are we vibrating? So if we look at, so emotionally, physically, all those kind of things, how are we vibrating? And we're going to consider this, that actually... We think it's an arrow. It's not an arrow of time. They're vibrational now moments. So if we think about them each now as a different vibration, we, that the, we all know that fear has a certain vibration to it. We know that joy has a certain vibration to it. We know that love has a certain vibration to it. So what we think is this arrow is not an arrow at all. This is just our consensual reality. We've all come to agree that this is a set of circumstances. I came from this family that had all these things. You came from a family that had a series of nows that we strung together and we think we have no choice from. Versus going, ah, I'm in this now, this moment, and I get to choose which now I'm going to step into. Which way do I want to go? Where do I want to step to? And that we don't, there, none of those are hooked together. That is all we want to be conscious about where we're vibrating. Now, to me, this is the most exciting thing is that if we can unhook all the old stuff and just go that we are in these times of change, we are in this vibration of change as, in, as you talk about the winds of change that are happening, most exciting times. You know, what, what happens is because when we hit those change places is all those things happen and change. Transition, grief, you know, when we're transitioning, uh, brings up the old stuff that we thought we healed and now it comes to the surface. That's why we don't want to look at change, why we want things to be status quo is then that we don't have to look at that stuff. We don't have to deal with it, you know. So, but this is what the beautiful part about this momentum that we have going on right now with it. And we've got the technology technology, we've got the knowledge that's out there. I mean, look what you're doing for the solstice, Renee. It's awesome. So this is a time of hope. I mean, it, to me, it's the most amazing place of hope that we have right now. So this place of now, every spiritual tradition, if you go way back, all traditions point to the now as the key part for the spiritual dimension. So, and it's really amazing if we think about it, the higher you vibrate, the higher you vibrate with it, the more time seems to compress. So we're feeling like we're time driven. It's really important that we step out of that, that we vibrate, but don't get caught in this consensual place of this linear arrow of time. So change our vibration with it. Be in the body. That's when you're going to notice your vibration is when you're in your body. So we have to step out of time. And now here's the other part too. As we vibrate higher and higher and higher, then you actually can see multiple realities at the same time. 
when you're in that higher vibration, that's where you connect with the deities, with the winds, with the gods, all those places when you're at that high vibration with it. And then, of course, when you're in that high vibration, you create those new neural pathways that hold you at that place. And then as you're there, then your that place of resonance kicks in and other things around you, spouses, kids, loved ones that are a lower vibration, you'll be able to raise them to that higher vibration. That's that concept of resonance. So, and then when we come to that higher vibration with it, then we're resonating at that place of the divine or spirit that this is what we're here to create in the world. So the biggest thing is that we step right into that place of love. You know, the quickest way to change your vibration, very quickest way is to do self-love. And um, there's nothing that raises it. And we're in our Western paradigm to love the earth, you know, beyond the mother earth, the Pachamama, love the sweet mother with it. She loves us so unconditionally. Connect into the earth, be on the belly of the earth, love yourself. Love yourself with it. Love and joy. So our, our core part is this place of bringing back these messages of the future that change the now. So do the personal work. And I've got some personal work on the next slide, I think. So, you know, and that we have that place of movement and choice. And it's so simple. We make it where we're caught that we're, we're lining up things. It's like, oh, I had a bad day yesterday, so I have to have a bad day today. I come from a bad family system. Oh, that means I must have a hard time with this. Choose a different now. Choose a different vibration with it. And it's really important, as you fully agree, that we are here now to be in this family, to be here on this earth, to hold your power with integrity and to then envision the world into being, to be awake, to know where you're vibrating, know, know your power, keep your power moving. So I've got a quote here from the um, Sue Black Elk's vision. And this is what I really, this is the hope. This is what we're here for. Where he saw more, I saw more than I can tell. I understood more than I saw. For I was seen in a sacred manner in the shapes of all things in spirit, in the shape of all shapes, as they must live together as one being. So I started with talking about that indigenous cultures have considered time and spirit to be the same. So we understand from our spiritual teaching that spirit and you are the same, which means that you are time. And that we want our full effect, and this is the time that we're creating in the now for the future, clearing anything from the past with it. So we did a children's children journey in an online programming vein. I just want to read a few of the things that people brought back. This is just last week. And these are gifts that the children brought back that were really important messages, global messages we needed to know right now. Included, to bring love to others and love will be brought to you. To bring curiosity and to stay consciousness, to live from the heart, patience and strength, belief in self, to stay in bright love, keep working on cleaning the environment, love, love, love. To bring gratitude for the work that you do, who you are, and what you're doing. 
bring love to others, and love will be brought to you and share the love. You can hear that theme, love, love, love. This is what the children's of the future were saying, the wisdom that they were bringing back with it. So this is what the simple steps are. It's all about shifting that vibration. Oh, and if you're interested, I could talk about the Goldilocks zone. Do we have enough time with that, Renee? Okay. Go right so, ahead. All right, good. So I love this. This is a Goldilocks zone. So I'm one of the books, I'm, so I'm working on a piece around time. And I'm going through all the physics and looking at string theory, um, all of those other kind of things around time with it. And this is the reason I'm including this is this is what the shamans are here for. And that means everybody listening, everybody listening. And this is, we're here to see, to create, to hold your power with integrity as we step into 2018, as we step into this and recognize that we are here helping to hold the earth and the earth is in a special place. So this is based on string theory, the multiverse theory, um, that we're finally tuned very precisely to allow for life, that we are in a Goldilocks zone. Now think about this. This is just amazing. This is the now that we want to vibrate at or see or create or use your power to hold. This is where you want to hold. This is your part of service to the world with it. So this is from um, String Theory. So there's a ridiculously narrow band of parameters that make intelligent life a reality. Astronomer Hugh Ross, to emphasize how truly remarkable this narrow band is, compared it to a Boeing 747 aircraft being completely assembled as a result of a tornado hitting a junkyard. That's how narrow our band is. Stephen Hawking's remarks, if the rate of expansion one second after the Big Bang had been smaller, or even one part of a hundred thousand million, the universe would have re-collapsed before it ever reached its present size. The odds against a universe like ours emerging out of something like the Big Bang are enormous. So this Goldilocks zone is this narrow band of parameters in which intelligent life is possible. Think about it. Remember, it's the just right from the three bears. It's Goldilocks. The bed was just right. So it goes, um, scientists say that it's, the earth is just far enough away from the sun so that liquid water can exist and create the chemicals of life. If we were a little bit closer or a little bit further, we would be frozen. If we were closer, it'd be made, we, our Earth would be made up of carbon dioxide, and our temperature would be 900 degrees Fahrenheit. Our moon is just the right size to stabilize our orbit. If it was a little smaller, the Earth would wobble, and then we wouldn't have make drastic changes in our climate, and then DNA wouldn't be possible. If Jupiter were smaller, our solar system would be full of asteroids making life on Earth impossible. If the mass of Earth were a bit smaller, its gravity would be so weak we couldn't keep oxygen. The Earth has the just right weight to keep composition beneficial to life. And it goes on and on, these things that are just right. And what's fascinating, what scientists say, as we shift things here, whether we call it global warming, warming, whatever we say, the Earth is adjusting to stay 
in that just right Goldilocks zone. So what we're here to do is we're here to be shaman to hold that zone, to hold that zone of just right that's full of all of the places of, you know, loving the mother earth, connecting with the earth, doing ceremony, doing altars. These are the things that we have that we can take in to holding that high vibration. Practice gratitude. Whether it's a journal, the honoponopono, the, you know, I love you, I forgive you, thank you. Whether it is um, doing and doing our personal work. You know, I'm doing mine. Everybody here, I know you're doing yours, Renee. We're all doing our personal work, that this is part of it. So um, love yourself, love the earth, step into that high vibration now. And that's the gift of time. That's the gift of sacred time. And I'm going to stop sharing. I was just reading that great list, uh, but people can get back to it. Is that one of the things you're going to be sharing is that list so people can have uh, that list? Um, I would, yes, I will definitely send you this one. Okay, yeah. so if people are signed up for the webinar at the IM Symposium, uh, we'll make sure you get this list because it's simple, but I like this one about the complaint-free bracelet. Yeah, you know, it's so interesting. <laughs> well, and how we get sometimes where... Um, it's the norm. You know, maybe right. that's our relationship with a certain person. Oh, how are things? Oh, rah, rah, rah. We, we, we do it. And it's not really what we're feeling inside. <laughs> and it really isn't what our life is. Or it can even be cultural. I was teaching over in Ireland. And um, there was an American um, that I was visiting with that had married an Irish individual. And I said, um, and I can't remember, I think it was named Barbara. And I said, Barbara, how's your life? And she goes, Linda. It is so hard living here in Ireland. We have an awesome life. I said, you know, my husband has a great job. I have a great job. We've got awesome kids. We have everything. She goes, but I can never say that. I always have to say, oh, you know, it's kind of good. Oh, you know how it is. So it's culturally every time, if we go way, way back in Irish history, every time they said anything was good, it got taken away. It was taxed. It was taken away. So it actually goes down through the generations. This is even now. You can't claim what an amazing life you have because that's not culturally acceptable. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. This is, um, there's a lot of great information you just shared here. And your slides are beautiful. Aren't they beautiful? Yeah, so really this are. is from an, an online class I have in, um, a designer had them for me so all about yes it was about time and gratitude and you are also teacher were you did you tell me you were going to do an exercise or or was that i thought i thought you said you were going to take us through an exercise you know i would be happy to take us on a journey if we've got if yeah we've we got have time. time yeah you want to time we're, we're, okay we're great. Out of time so your time just expected <laughs> <laughs> great we are going to go on journey let me reach this down and that'd be a great way to that. end this um especially since when i start talking i start coughing so better we should go on a journey and <laughs> and i will say little today great and i'm going to go back to those slides that one how about we do that one how about we go on we'll do that um we'll do a journey for your children's children does that sound great that sounds great all right
Here we go. And remember, as part of this, what we're doing is um, staying as an observer with it and recognizing that as time, you are time, you are spirit, and we're so much more, and spirit is so much more, that you're connecting into that place of our children's children. And this isn't personal about having children. This is like the children's children of the world as we talk about it. So what we're going to do is we want to connect with those and then bring back any wisdom. And if we talk about centropy, this is the information, whether you just think of it, um, whether you write it down, whether you post it on Facebook, whether you send it to Renee, it's this connection and bringing it back into the now, that centropy that then changes the future. So this is where time gets so cool because you're not caught, we're not in this arrow, is that all of our vibration is shifting things now that shifts the future and then shifts the past, actually, if we look at how the mathematics works. So, remember you're seeing and you're bringing reality into form, and you can take a nice deep breath. And another, and a third. And allow yourself to go on journey, to be in this timeless now, this place of the sacred. And to call on a magical power animal. Maybe it's one from the upper world. Maybe it's a guide, an angel, unicorns, fairies, archangels. And journey with them. Climb on their back, become them. Allow them to take you to the upper world. World that holds our future. Children's children's children. Globally, universally. Go through the different levels, the barriers, whatever those are to you. Is there someone there that meets you? Is there another guy? And notice where you're taken. Notice what you're shown. important that we as the world need to know now. What is the global message that we need to know now? Maybe there's a personal message for you in your life. What questions have you been asking? Know they've been heard. What are the answers? 
What is your personal message? Do they have any other wisdom, maybe for you or for someone in your life? What's the global message we need to know now? What's so important in the world now? And they blow that wisdom into an object. And they give it to you. What's the object? What's the gift? Reach your hands out. Take it. And you reach in your mind's eye, in your pocket, a magic purse, a backpack. And there's the gift that you have for them. They need that. Reach in blow your wisdom into this gift and give it to them. And give your deepest thanks. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. All your gratitude. Give your hugs kisses, your goodbyes, to everything that you've seen, encountered, deepest gratitude. And allow your power animal to bring you back down. Back down. Back to your body. Allow you to step in fully to this now and this greener, this wisdom, and feeling the vibration. And wiggle your fingers, wiggle your toes. Yeah. Yeah. Come back, come back. Yeah. And know that it's, you know, Renee, I don't know how you want to have people do it, but even if they just write it down, it brings that vibration in. If people want to share it, um, there's going to be an event page for this, uh, this solstice event, and there'll be a place under each presenter. So you can put your feedback there or, you can, you know, journeys are sacred. So you might want to sit with it for a day or two before you share it on the wall or with anyone else for that matter, or, or just write it down. So you remember that this indeed did happen. Cause sometimes we yeah. say that didn't just happen. Yeah. That was powerful. Yeah. That was great. I love that. Yeah. I um, just love what it brings, what it brings in. Yeah. I know. I saw, um, I, I saw, these parachutes of these children coming in like these that they're that they're being scattered around the world right now and 
And then I was given a really special gift too that I'm going to hold sacred for a moment. This is awesome. I could feel that one. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you. It was like, you know, something about my own mastery and, and, and stepping into that place. It was funny as I I was given the gift about stepping into my mastery and then it was like, Oh yeah, that's just an illusion too. And then it was taken off and, (laughs) and (laughs) (laughs) how we love to imagine ourselves. This was wonderful. How can people reach you there? You teach classes online and, and I think you, you're working on a teacher's teacher's program for online, I hope, because I'm certainly going to be one of the people because you're one of my favorite teachers of teachers of all times too. So uh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So I do online and then I do weekend classes. Um, and the one right now I have is the teachers teaching how to do that on so weekend class, but I would also love to, I, I'll, that's got a couple of new online ones I'm working on of how to create a Mesa uh, medicine bundle, the Carol way. Um, I'm going to do that one online and then um, and an intro and advanced course and then, yes, thank you for the little bug about doing the teacher's training online. So that would be the next one. <laughs> well, this has been great having you. And uh, hopefully I'll see you in Park City this winter for some skiing and a book signing. So we'll look forward yeah. to that entrance into this period where you can make a lot of transformation. So this journey is something that you can work with as we move forward through all of the presentations that are upcoming. So stay with us. And if you share it with a friend, please have them sign up at the IamSymposium.com. So you'll get all of the extra gifts and, you know, the website links and all of those things. And and you'll stay in touch with everyone who's going to present hereafter too. So thank you, Linda, so much for joining us today. And thank you again, Renee, for your gifts of offering this to the world. Thank you.